This week on Survivor. The Tony edition, starring Tony and Tony only. (laughs) Right. Yes, big time. There was literally nobody else in this episode. Yeah. I didn't see anyone. No, No. I only saw Tony. Me too. Next week, it looks like more Tony. Yeah. We, uh... We're going to have to go back on our word from a few episodes back where we said he wasn't the threat he thought he was because these last two episodes, he's running the show. He's nothing but threat. Yep. So before we get into it, um, if we sound different this week, we've had a bit of technical difficulties, and because we do this as quickly as possible for you guys... And because of everything going on right now in the world, we aren't able to run over to Long and McQuaid. For those of you guys who have no idea, that's where you get some uh, equipment for sound and everything. Um, So we're doing this off one mic. Yeah, we're sitting side by side, not even looking at each other, and just sharing one mic. Just squished on the couch together, trying to talk into the mic. So we apologize, but... Uh, we are doing the best we can, so we appreciate you still listening, so thank you very much. It's time to jump in to the 30-second recap. 30-second recap! And I think it is my turn to go first, so... Okay. Ugh. Ah, okay. In three, two, one, go! So it starts right back after Tribal. Jeremy's sitting there alone. He's waiting to see who comes back. And then uh, they they all do, except Tyson. And then uh, Jeremy is like, I don't know what to do. Tony's up early. He's looking for an idol. He finds an idol. Nick's like, where should I look? But he sends him somewhere else. And then it is uh, fashion show time at lunch. Fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at lunch. And then it's going to Edge of Extinction. And Natalie and Parv find a, uh, the extortion advantage. Well done. That was a lot. Okay, ready? Um, Yes. So Natalie and Parv get the advantage is where I left off. Okay. Three, two, one, go. It's an extortion advantage. They ended up giving it to to Tony. Uh, They go back. There's evil Donathan vampire. Uh, Tony reads his note. This is great. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Nope, not good. It's against him. Uh, Michelle fools Tony about the, uh, the tokens, but he ends up getting one from Jeremy, Nick, and Ben. Uh, then there's a big pole. They have to hold up a statue, drop the statue. Uh, Tony wins again. Kim playing double agent. Uh, Sophie blindside. Whoa. Whoa, that's all I can say. <laughs> Good job. Hit every single important thing. Donathan, evil vampire. Most important part of the episode. Uh, So for those that might have missed it, at the end there, Sophie gets blindsided. and I mentioned that. Oh, okay, sorry. I said I hit all the important points. Okay. So. So what did they get? You got recapped. Thank you. Kind of. I feel like I have to... (laughs) Warn you every week. I know, but I don't feel like we did a good recap this week, so I, I, I don't feel. Do right we every it. week? You, we at least get who gets voted out. I said that. Okay. 
And anyway. I said Jeremy, or, or sorry, Jeremy won. No, I'm way off. You know what, though? These 30-second recaps, they're all about taking leaps, taking chances, taking risks. I thought we were going to talk about the board game. My notes are way different now. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our theme this week is risk. And heck, there was a lot of risk taken this week. Do you want to kick us off? Mm, sure. Okay. Stop looking at my notes. Sorry, they're right in front of me. <laughs> so are yours. Look at yours. So I'll kick us off with the first risky uh, thing of the episode. And it's really not even from this episode. But we get to see the... Uh, I guess the the backlash from uh, the big risk, uh, and that's with Jeremy sitting alone at camp. So Jeremy, I know it's last episode, but took a big risk of leaving uh, tribal council, um, which saved himself, but he couldn't vote and kind of has excluded himself from uh, from his alliance. But that was that was definitely a big risk, and you get to see kind of the backlash of that um, when he's sitting alone and nobody wants to tell him anything and everybody's just like, oh, that was crazy, but they won't actually tell him. Yeah. Um, I have that same thing down that um, you have to take those risks and we do see the the aftermath or kind of we actually get to see Jeremy sitting alone not sure what he has left behind and what um, will be coming back to him. So... He uh, he also took this risk. He left, and he left his alliance, and Tyson, who was a part of his then alliance, got sent home. But Jeremy also uh, uses the approach, which he calls the um, meat shield, and that is how he has played in the past as well, and that's keeping one um, really strong player in the forefront of your game so that you kind of take some of the heat off yourself. So we've seen it, I think Tony's brought it up, like keeping these big targets in front so that... Um, Has he brought that up? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, once or twice. Uh, so that was Jeremy's approach, and Tyson was his meat shield, as he said. Uh, so he took one risk and saved his own game, which I think is a better reward but he had to give up something and that is oftentimes what happens with risk you're giving one thing up and he uh, unfortunately gave up his meat shield and then we see tony taking a risk of waking up early going idol searching but what i came to realize this episode was that survivor obviously is about these risks and uh taking them when the time presents itself and i like to call that calculated risks twice we saw tony take uh calculated risks and the first one being looking for idols so he explains i've not been looking for idols i haven't been going crazy i haven't really brought any attention to myself this whole game whereas in the past we've seen him obviously we talk about this all the time and he talks about it too but this time he was like i made it to the merge it's time for me to make this move i'm going and i'm looking for an idol and it pays off uh he shoes nick away as we brought up in our uh recap and he is the winner at the end of the day with an idol 
And throughout this whole episode, we're going to see Tony take risk after risk. And you really do get to see that he is putting thought into it and he's not playing just like at the, the seat of his pants or whatever that is. Yeah, and like I, I think you said it really, really well with like the risk and like calculated risks. Um, it, when I was thinking about risk and watching the episode again, uh, we we also love to watch Dragons Den guys, love it. And those guys are all like all the dragons are multimillionaires because they take risks, they put a lot of money, but they are calculated risks. Like, they don't just gamble on absolutely anything. Like, they, they figure out, you know, if I put X amount of money in, what am I going to get out of it? Is this company going to go far? And I find that is kind of, like, the calculated risks you kind of... You have to take in Survivor as well. You have to think about your risk-to-reward ratio. Um, so, you know, Tony waking up early... And being so calm this whole time, like, it's not a big risk to go out at this point and go f- hunt for an idol. He knows that in Survivor, when an idol's played, another one is put back into the game. So there's also one extra step into, like, knowing what's going to happen. So, like, the risk isn't as high because you you know you're going out probably looking for something. Okay, so we see that happening on the main island with the survivors still in the game. And then we jump to Edge of Extinction after we see Sarah's fun little fashion show, which uh, they all take a risk and take a break from the game. And and Sarah even says, Tony's not willing to do that. So we are really seeing this turn in Tony. What else does she say? Tony is not playing a social game. Yeah. Which we will see in a minute changes. But like you think a few episodes back, we saw when it was, they were still on tribes uh, separately. We saw when Tony and Jeremy and uh, Denise and some, and Kim were on a tribe, they were having like mock challenges and they were, we got to see Tony having a little bit of fun. And then it was such a drastic flip today or in this week's episode to see uh, Sarah kind of orchestrating this fun time which we don't get to see a lot because they have to show us uh the actual gameplay but as we all know they're out there for a lot longer than we get to see them um so there has to be some fun but in this week's episode they chose to show a time when tony was not participating in the fun and he was all game so uh that was interesting as well anyway we get to the edge and we have this deep monologue happening from Tyson saying that people will go crazy. And it's actually like quite true because you look at, or like not true, but he has a point to say that this could take a bigger toll on people than they're expecting because it is such a hyped season. A lot of these people have only played once and they haven't lost. Um, and and as we see from like Sophie exactly like the very end Sophie doesn't know how to get her torch snuffed and is just kind of taken aback by all of it and and has a real emotional reaction so Tyson kind of saying like I don't know if he was just being still like Tyson's kind of hard to read I think he's always being a little bit sarcastic he was so serious and then at the very end of his 
Oh, man, what did he say? He asks Wendell if he's going to be okay. Yeah, but he, he says something like a silly word at the very end. Oh, oh I think he's like, oh, like Adam's not going to make it for reals or something oh. like that. Like, it just doesn't, it's so serious. And then like that at the end. Yeah, So and like I think Tyson is like that. Like, you can't really tell when he's being real or not. But what he is saying, and, and we're seeing this montage of like, Yule meditating beside the the sail and Adam kind of just like walking in circles around it. And those are two players who have only played and only been successful and only come out the, at the top and now they're stuck on an island. So uh, there's definitely a risk when you join the game, but there's a bigger risk when you come in and um, the stakes are a lot higher this time around. Right, like you have so much... M- there's so much more expectation on their back than the first time they played. Like, if you're playing for the very first time, no one other than, like, your family is expecting anything. And, like, at the end of the day, like, your family's going to love you no matter what anyway. So, like, there's not a lot on your on your mind. Mo- like, yes, you do want to win, yada, yada, yada. But, like, these people playing this season have developed a fan base this is like the stanley cup finals of survivor right like they there's people actually rooting for them they expect something of themselves because like you said like some of them have never lost so if if you've played survivor one time you won what do you expect going in again exactly and like in a real life uh example that i've lived um the first time you maybe like put twenty dollars in at a casino and it comes out and you get to play multiple rounds and and you walk away with a hundred dollars you have that like invincible feeling that you are willing to go put more and you're gonna risk it again because you've had success and now all these people are going in again because they've only known success in survivor and uh, and now, as we know, there's only only going to be one, and half of them are stuck living on an island, doing nothing day to day, and the risking their their or not they're not risking, but they're just waiting for a chance to appear. So, um, it was like silly to hear Tyson say all that, but also I thought it rang pretty true. And then to, I think it, was, it is very true. And it was a little bit of foreshadowing to who was going to be voted out and how she uh, handled it because she didn't handle it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I I don't think she did because she stood up and went oh, with an idol in my pocket. Like she can come back. She can still have that idol. Yeah. Maybe. You know, like I it's a possibility. So, so like uh, you know, she. Uh, it was just something that I that I noticed. Yeah. So after all that, we then see Natalie and Parvati uh, find a clue, and they decide, or an advantage, or a clue to an advantage, and they decide to keep it just the two of them. Um, and then the clue outlines that they're going to have to sneak under the shelter where everyone hangs out all day long. Um, and find the actual advantage. More risk taking mm-hmm. for survive or for uh, advantage finding, and like this one, you know, it's it, it is a big risk as well because 
especially Natalie knows you want to hide what you find on uh, Extinction. Now, what surprised me is that Tony's advantage, I, I forgot to mention this, but um, it, this is, I think, the first advantage we, or the first idol we see that's been found that's not a double idol. Is that correct? I'm trying to think. Oh, no, what about Sophie's? Hers. Oh, no, she did find Right. Yeah, hers is regular. So now okay. they're switching the idols as well. But the advantage found on uh, Extinction is not a two-person one, but it ends up being because they found it together. Right, and the risk uh, is higher because... If you find something and you don't tell the group, that's one thing. But then to to find something, not tell them, and then be found out, mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole other level of like them being mad at you because now they know and and you're screwed because you didn't find it successfully, and then everyone else is pissed because you didn't let them in on the secret. So, and they're lucky they have two people. One's a distraction. Natalie can crawl under, and then it is revealed to them that they have found the extortion advantage for them disadvantage for whoever they give it to it was great to see tony read through it oh my gosh it took so long for him to figure out what was happening i am one of those people who like gets distracted by words on pages and if i see a word i will read the bottom of the page well, and Melissa also reads would, the last page of a book before she reads the rest. I don't anymore. I did that like one time and everyone found out. Anyway, this would that would pay off in this situation because then you'd know yeah, it's you being look played on, on TV. you. Yeah, so that was funny. But it leads to a lot more... Yeah, uh, one of the biggest risks of the episode. And like... Okay, I just started this new book, and it's all about how your actions have a major effect on everyone around you. And, like, life happens second by second, and, like, the one step you take has a life-changing effect on the person you, like, bump into or whatever. So, I just, whatever. That whole, this whole episode is that of, like, depending on other people to make things happen for you. And then uh, at the the flip of a switch, like things get changed Mm. as we see this whole episode. So I actually wrote down in my notes, like so much of Survivor is left to chance. Like you do, you can control a lot of the game, but there's still so much left to chance. I'd say it's like almost 50-50. Yeah. So, so you sorry. really do have to calculate your risks, like you were talking about. Like, you know there's going to be some things that are out of your control. Like, even if you're about to do the challenge, like, you're, if you're doing the challenge, you might be right about to win, and then, like, a giant Fijian f- bug flies into your face, and you lose the challenge, right? Yeah. Like, the elements are are a part of it. Like, there, there's so much that is out of your control. Right, so Tony gets this, and he decides that he is going to act on it, and he's going to try to collect three more fire tokens, too. So he has six, and he can participate. And uh, this is a pretty big, like, move on Survivor's 
side to take away mm-hmm. someone's chance at immunity and their vote and they have to like they're at the mercy of those people on the edge who just pulled a number out well they probably they also made a calculated rest like if it was said if they went crazy and said 10 how would that you right. know they had to make something doable but also that would pay off for them so they had to risk right <laughs> but like really cuz like you said yeah. if they if they did too much then they're not like but, yes know. they will screw tony but you know he decides to act on it but he has only until immunity and then for the first time in a very long time tree mail makes an appearance on survivor mm-hmm. have you ever seen tree mail Maybe just on YouTube. Yeah. So it used to be like a big thing. Like you'd go walk and get it. Like in the earlier seasons, tree mail was hype. But like they get it like on extinction and stuff. Yeah, but like they had like a tree mailbox and there'd be a camera set up there. Like you would see them go get it and sometimes there would be like extra clues and stuff. But now for the past, I don't know, like 10 seasons, there hasn't been any point of making tree mail such a big thing because there's so much more happening in the game which i understand but it was just so weird like they had to show tony being pressured by the tree mail which they still obviously get so that they know what to bring if it's immunity do i need to bring my necklace do i need to bring my bag blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. but it was just so random that like oh yeah tree mail is still a thing that we just don't tell you about so that was weird and like the poems and everything like there's a lot of thought that goes into it yeah for us not to see it. Exactly. Um, okay, so then Tony decides, I'm going to try to get my fake alliance, who is the minority right now, uh, to give me their fire token. So he approaches Michelle. She comes up with a good lie to say, well, I don't have any fire tokens, but she doesn't want to give away her advantage. So she tells a lie, and she gets off the hook. And then he approaches Jeremy, who gives him one. At this point, you're like, Jeremy, you want to shake him? Because Kim has figured out that Tony is a double agent, but Jeremy and Michelle are just like falling into it, and you just want to reach into the TV and be like, come on, Jeremy, you just played this, you just took this huge risk last week. Don't let it flop by getting, uh, whatever. But doesn't it kind of help by Tony. Doesn't that kind of help him at the very end? Well, yeah, eventually, but at this moment, as a viewer, right? Tony is going is gunning for Jeremy. Yeah, which and he's admitted it. He's admitted it to the camera. We know. Kim knows she's figured it out, but she. Kim knows she's figured it out, but she has decided that it's not worth it to try to figure things out. So Jeremy willingly gives his threat well, level least, midnight a token he only gives one like at least he calculated the risk of giving one versus two yeah and only gives one which is anyway but, he still yeah. gives one because he thinks it's gonna help him because he's like well we need tony's vote which in the end he does but at this moment we know tony's gonna use it against him or we have we have a feeling and then he gets nick's token Nick has now turned into like the, okay, sure, whatever, but just in a less annoying way than Ben. But Ben also says okay, and so he... F- oh, Ben, like, well, from what we saw, Ben, like, didn't... I don't even think Tony finished his sentence. Yeah. 
he was just like, yeah, yeah, I was totally thinking of giving you a token. You <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. <sighs> okay, so Tyson, not Tyson, Tony is now a free man. He gets his vote. He gets to play. He presents himself at immunity. And what does he do? He wins. Again. Again. Two in Never a row. Never wins immunity in his life. Third time playing Survivor. Bang, bang, two in a row. And we have to take all our heck back that we gave him for being a loudmouth talking about how he's a lion and the hyenas are out to get him because, man, he roared. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Joe Exotic is, is in prison wanting to go get him. Because, yeah, he's a, he is actually a lion now. He's, he's a big cat. <laughs> Who's going to be his Carol Baskin? Anywho. Too many references to other shows. I know. That's okay. You guys are all in quarantine and watching TV, too, anyway. So, you, got, you get it. Um, okay, so I know it's not The Tribe Has Spoken yet, but I did... Um, I was talking to my mom, and she was thinking... We have a question for you. Uh, so watching this time, I noticed this last night when we watched it the first time and then watched it again just to see if I could figure it out, but I still don't really have any idea. But the final three in the challenge is Tony, Ben, and Jeremy. Yep. Ben falls off. Jeremy then looks like he steps off Does as he if give he up? won. Is that what you're going to ask? Well, do you think he gives up because he thinks... Tony is his alliance and he steps off or do you think he thinks he won? I don't know. It seemed really weird. Like it yeah. didn't. Okay. So you agree. Yeah. It was weird. No, I like, I def, I noticed that right away. La like last night watching it mm -hmm. live. I, I didn't know what happened because Ben is like not, Ben doesn't even have his stick down and Jeremy just steps off. Yeah. So either like, that was a very graceful fall, or he thinks Tony fell off, or the... he has enough faith in Tony to say, I'm going to step off. But based on how he's feeling, I don't think he would do that. No, unless the unless what we didn't see was when Ben dropped his Tony, or sorry, Jeremy's uh, statue may have fallen the other way. And you just don't see it. It might have just like tipped over and fallen and he's stepping down afterwards. But I remember looking both times and being like, what did he give? It really looks like he gives up. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Let us know. Um, so Tony obviously wins. He gets two fire tokens. So now he's able to pay back some of his uh, loners. And then we're back at camp. The vote is on Jeremy leaving uh, Kim, Denise, Michelle, and Jeremy on the outs, so we think. But then we see Kim and Denise talking, and or we see a whatever talking head. I don't really remember what it was, but we see that they're kind of playing Jeremy because at this point, they don't have the numbers. They're not able to do anything. So now it is Jeremy and Michelle kind of against everyone else. Sarah starts talking with the the power alliance or the ones who have the numbers and she wants to avoid any kind of idol play so 
they decide to split the vote. So that's kind of like eliminating any risk by splitting the vote. Speaking of Sarah and us eating our words about uh, Tony, I also did want to bring up just the fact that like Sarah at the very beginning says Tony's not playing a social game. And just to touch back on like how he got those tokens was just a full social game like that so not only is he win, winning advantages right now like that so like being able to go but i also had a question regarding something strange that happened in this episode so tony does the unthinkable and gets three tokens he now has six because he has three gets three he then wins immunity gets two tokens, and then says, great, I can now pay back my debt. Who did he pay? And who did he not pay? I think he says now I can start paying. I think he says I can pay my debt. Because I listened for it the second time because I was still thinking about it, and I don't know. Maybe he says start. Well, I don't think he would not pay one of them. Like, they're all going to be on him to pay him Exactly. Back. So who is he going to pay first? I don't know. I wonder if he took one of Jeremy's and thought, maybe I'll get Jeremy out, then I don't have to repay him. I don't know. Well, it was strange. It was also very too. impressive that he didn't... So Sandra kind of did the same thing, where she was trying to get tokens and tried to sell her idol. Tony didn't have to do that. Yeah, it was just like... I'm in this trouble. But he also used that he was necessary for all these people to get the vote they wanted. Like, this was a bigger stake because it was taking away a a number for these people who are dependent on having the right number. So that's where we're at. They're all voting Jeremy. Jeremy and Michelle decide to vote Ben, and they think Kim and Denise are on board, but... We know they're not. And then another calculated risk on Tony's part. He's like, I've made it. I'm feeling comfortable. I have an idol around my neck. I have an idol in my pocket. It's time to make a move. Let's flip the game and blindside Sophie. And he knows where, because he's been playing this double agent, he knows where all the votes are going. And he's able to come out on top with this like group of randoms and kind of like the toys on misfit island are all now under tony's control and just agree well nick just agrees jeremy has some pushback and we don't really know what's going to happen until it happens he seems to not be so convinced but in reality like for the first time this whole episode tony is telling the truth to Jeremy and is going to save him and Jeremy's having a hard time believing him whereas he was so quick to to believe him when he was lying to him so that was kind of interesting and I think yeah I didn't really think about that but that is very true and I think where Jeremy was coming from was grasping the fact that Kim and Denise had turned on him because they kind of were a core thing and to hear that like those people are trying to vote you out 
I don't know. I also thought it was a really interesting idea for Tony to say, I want to talk to some people, but I'm going to wait until like minutes before we have to go. I thought that was a really interesting play. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Rob's buddy system in a different way where the buddy system is not allowing people to have their own thoughts and go alone and or try to make their own plan because you're always with someone else. But with this, he's like not giving you time. You're just going right. to hear my plan and then we're going to walk and we're not going to be allowed to talk until we get there. And uh, there was no whispering for once. So That's everyone true. seemed to be on... Or we didn't see any whispering. I'm sure they'd show us. Unless they heard us and know that we don't like it that, all that much. Uh, but, yeah. So we, we're not sure. We know that Jeremy knows the plan. But was kind of... Uh, wasn't all in. From what we saw. Right. And then, it's like Jeff knew we wanted to talk about risk this week. And makes the whole tribal conversation about building this resume of moves and when to make them when not to make them like it was all very risk and and uh taking a chance or mm-hmm. not or letting people know that you did it like um so that was cool yeah and like i with the resume and just to like just to touch back on like the example that i used earlier about dragon's den um, like those people make calculate make calculated risks and end up being millionaires. Survivor is kind of the same way, whereas like the bigger risks you take in Survivor, the more you're gonna pad your resume. The best resume at the end of the day ends up winning, usually. So, you know, like and they talked a lot about blind sides. Like, Denise's blindside, and I know we've talked about it before, but that is the craziest blindside, I think, of all time I've seen. That had so... Like, that... She really needed to calculate and be like, okay, what is the risk-to-reward ratio here? Like, if one... Like, what can go wrong? Like, these 20 different things can happen. These 20 different things can go wrong. But... If I do this specifically, it will work. So, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of the point is that, like, the bigger risk you take, the bigger the reward's going to be, which that reward may end up being a million dollars or yeah. two million. Yeah. And also, it's not just a risk in when to make the move, but who to make the move with, who to believe. So this episode is perfect because we see that like I said Jeremy was so willing to believe Tony when Tony was acting as a double agent and and it's just like it's kind of a question of what as humans and like what as people we want to believe so when you hear that something good is happening and the numbers are on your side Jeremy was like yes this is happening but then when Tony approaches him and is like, everyone is gunning for you and they want to blindside you, I have a plan. Even though your core uh, alliance numbers aren't with you anymore, I will, uh, I, I have a new plan. Like, Jeremy was, it was negative news towards Jeremy and he was unwilling to believe it. So, like, isn't right. that a cool thing that... 
a cool human thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we we kind of see that same thing with uh, Kim. Kim coming back from uh, from the challenge is kind of like she's like okay. Like, I could partner with these people. I've worked with them before. I've kind of worked with them. Like, And she's kind of, like, calculating, trying to see which group she should align herself with. Right. So then at Tribal, we see that Jeremy did decide to go with Tony, we can assume. And uh, Sophie is blindsided, idle in her pocket, and has that dramatic exit. Yes, didn't risk, didn't take the risk and played the uh, idol. Yeah, and she even says everyone is feeling too comfortable, probably, or like. Whereas, I don't think you should ever feel comfortable in Survivor. I think you should always, if you, I don't know, it's a hard. That's another thing you have to know when to play and when, when your discomfort is just a sense of like anxiety or when it is true, so. You just, you never know. And even if you are comfortable with an idol, well, here comes Jeff and the producers with an idol nullifier. Yeah. Given to Carl. Carl Baum. Carl Baum. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. So, you know, you just, you you can never be comfortable because you never know what's happening. Like, even Tony being super excited about that advantage he got and then... We n- we've never seen that before, mm-hmm. so you can, you can never be uh, never be comfortable and never stop calculating your risks. Yeah, so there you have it. You feel good about that? I do. Do you know who said the title of the episode? This is extortion. Obviously, the star of the show, Tony. Tony the Lion. Oh, Tony the Tiger. We should have called them tigers instead of lions. Tony, Tony, missed opportunity. So we don't have any... Tribe has spoken this week. Um, We did get a couple from last week, um, which we didn't get a chance to. They just came in a little too late after we we, uh, recorded. Um, But we did want to let you know that we did get them, and we do get them, and we do check them. Um, so I, we got one from Arski52 uh, on Instagram. Not enough strategy and bad decision all around. Tyson wasn't the biggest threat there. Well, we know that now. It's obviously Tony. Right. Um, again, you know, we, we really do appreciate you guys getting your thoughts in. And just on that note, we did get a message from Rodney, who actually is a Survivor contestant. Uh, I forget what season he played on exactly, but he was another one of those like police guys. He also looks like he could be on Jersey Shore. Anywho, that was cool that he sent us a message. But yeah, if you do ever feel like you want to send us something to talk about or have a question or our thoughts on something, uh, please feel free to send us a message on Instagram or send us an email this week on survivor at gmail.com and on Instagram we're at this week on survivor. So because there's no uh nothing to discuss in that part of the show, it's time to jump right into the outwit, outplay, out last. And because I went first in the recap, G will go first and letting us know who he chose. Okay, so for 
Well, I put them in this order this week just because that's how they fell. Um, outplay. I'll go outplay first. And I picked Sophie. I know she got voted out, but I just wanted to give Sophie a shout out because she played a hell of a game. Um, I didn't want to go, like, obviously outplay should have been Tony this week. It was just too obvious, so I didn't want to pick him. Um, so instead I just decided to go with a shout out with Sophie because she played a great game. Um, really enjoyed her game and, uh, can't wait to see what she does on Extinction. Nice. And we could also say she got karmified because she was so mean at last week's tribal. Yes. So good riddance. No, I really like Sophie. Good job. Good play. Um, I, I guess went the obvious route and I actually, because we have no rules here for outplay and outlast, I chose Tony. <laughs> Both. 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 Because, like we said, it was the friggin' Tony show. It was. Everything happened, and he played a very good game, and he once again came out on top, and he has immunity challenges. He's had two successful ones. He has a necklace, uh, and he he has two tokens. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he does next week. I don't think... Okay, no, I won't say what I was going to say because it's not my turn. I was going to say I don't think he's going to win. But then that oh, would lead me no, to say me who neither. my it's, outlast it's getting, is. Uh, it is him. You said you picked him for your Sorry. outlast. Oh, no, no, no. I meant at wit and outplay. Oh, you said outplay outlast. Ah, shoot. Okay. Well, that's okay. okay. I meant outwit and outplay. Mm. I also don't think he's going to win. Um, I'll say that now. I think he's getting a little too much. Like hype, which is, which is great for like TV. I know we're not really supposed to read into the edits and stuff, but I think just like because of how like TV works, I think he's getting a lot of hype now, and it's gonna like some Tyson's gonna come back because he still saved him peanut butter on Extinction or something. So is Tony your out play? No, Sophie's out play. Okay, sorry. Was Tony your out wit? No. Kim was my outwit. Mm. I think, well, Kim is seeing through Tony's BS. Um, I think Kim's playing a really smart, witty game. Nice, yeah, agreed. She always seems to be on the right uh, side of things, or she puts herself there by figuring out what's actually is going on. So she's really playing for herself, which I can appreciate. And, okay. Dude, should I do my outlast? Because mine was a double whammy. Yep. Okay. My outlast is Michelle. And I think she's just under the radar enough uh, that she could get there. And then I was also reminded that she has that advantage of the 50-50. So it's always cool to have an advantage in your pocket. Risky advantage as well. It is very risky uh, because it is legitimately only risk at play but you have to know when to play it and she could she could even like sell it to another player for fire tokens it's kind of having an advantage is exactly that it is an advantage so that's my pick this week 
Well, if you uh, if you remember, Michelle ended up getting some votes. So uh, I actually, because Melissa's sitting right next to me, she can see that I actually crossed out Michelle's name because I did have Michelle down, and then I went with Nick. Mm. Your boy. Mm-hmm. He's think also pretty under the radar. That's what I was going to say. I think Nick is is under the radar enough to, to kind of last. And this is how he's played in the in the past as well, where he kind of sat down, sat or laid low, and then all of a sudden at the end, kaboom. Yeah, he's like under the radar enough without being a goat. It, well, that's also the next point that I was going to say is that he kind of earlier started as like kind of a goat. Like he was just kind of stringing along. We saw that re- like he never fit in because he kept trying to poke into people's conversations and nobody wanted to talk to him. Um, and then, uh, and, and now he's actually kind of on the right side of the alliances. Nice. Good choice. I always have mad respect for Nick. So. There you go. Uh, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Sorry for the weirdness. Once again, we yeah, are hopefully doing... this sounds okay. We are doing the best we can with what we have and what we have access to at the time. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. If you have some survivor friends in your life, please tell them about us. Word of mouth is a great way to let people know... Um, obviously and and it's a great way to support us also you can download and subscribe that's also amazing we're available on apple podcasts and spotify and on apple podcasts you can give us one of those amazing five-star ratings as well as a written review which we love to read we have two and we read them back and forth all the day all 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 day long uh so please give us more to read and that's a wrap thanks y'all bye We'll see you next week on Survivor.